Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we discuss if it's possible to be too relaxed in your homeschooling and what to do if your child doesn't like homeschooling. These are great topics, and we think you'll be encouraged. We also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check out a free trial of their of their fun and interactive math curriculum over at teachingtextbooks.com. Lastly, thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine for their support. They're another amazing source of regular homeschooling encouragement. If you aren't already, you should go subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey everybody. Uh, we just got back um, from our not our first, our second full blown, our first full blown uh, homeschool convention in Round Rock, Texas, to teach him diligently. Um, and we're getting ready to head out to MPE, uh, which is the Kansas. I think it's Midwest Parent Educators, but it's Kansas, Kansas City, that area in there. Um, and we'll be there. We head off there on Thursday, and it's a Friday-Saturday event. It's going to be a lot of fun. But while we were in Round Rock, we met a lot of great homeschoolers, a lot of listeners who came up and said, we love the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. And uh, in fact, Ben, I have never met several families that were, they classified themselves as uh, Mexican Mennonites. Hmm. Uh, I mean, (laughs) um, just in case you're like picturing something Mennonite in your head, they look like normal people. In fact, I talked to Herbert, who's a listener, and to Francisco. Um, I don't know if he listens, but I like Herbert because he listens. Uh, so, uh, and their families listen to our podcast, and um, he—they both showed me pictures. There's like a hundred thousand Mexican Mennonites that migrated from Canada. So Herbert is like a dual citizenship wow. of Canada and Mexico, um, and he speaks German in his house. Uh, so it is a wow. That's so interesting. They're, they're mixed up. They're mixed up down there, down there. But uh, it was really fun talking to him uh, and seeing his perspectives. And just you know, we're all the same. We're just the same as homeschoolers. While we were there, uh, uh, we I had heard about the Round Rock Donut place. In fact, I've got a. You can see my box here, Ben. Uh, Round Rock. Yeah, Donut. that's so cool. Uh, and. Uh, they had a box. So this is this box is about the size of a shirt box. Um, they had a donut that filled up the whole thing. And in fact, I sent it to Ben. He could probably post it in the comment section back under there. Um, and it was awesome. If you're looking for a really fun donut, this is like a $12 donut that is as big as a hubcap. And uh, it had this yellow glaze on it. It was so nice, so good. I was wondering if so it was like got... super dry, you know. But uh... no, it was super moist. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I ate almost every bite. I gave one sliver uh, to our friend Stephanie, who was down there. You and, ate the uh, whole thing on your own. I. It took me twenty four hours. So okay. I, I kind of picked uh, at it. I didn't slightly eat it better. Once. Holy so, cow. I mean, it was about the equivalent of, oh, I'd say a dozen donuts, maybe eight donuts. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. I, I felt like it was a challenge, like I needed to. So we got home on uh, uh, Sunday evening. Like I said, we're getting ready to leave. Uh, but today was a sad day at the Wilson house because our little dog, Yippy Dog Dasher, was hit and killed uh, by a car this morning. Uh, you know, and... I'm not a dog fan. If you listen to me very long, you know that. Um, but it is heartbreaking when your children's hearts are broken over their pet. 
Um, and Ben has not experienced that yet, but one day he will, and it's going to surprise him because it surprises me. Um, I mean, I feel choked up again, not even though he was a, he was a good dog, yippee <laughs> and barky. And <laughs> he might've had some other qualities. I don't know. Um, and, and we got him on Christmas morning and four years ago. Um, but it, my daughter Maggie just bawled when we told her and, I could tell the kids, I mean, even we had a little burial service that are in our yard and I could tell Cal was pretty somber and red faced. Um, and so dads don't like to see their kids like that. And it's, and it's hard. It's hard. So we're going to let that be the segue into today's like segment. A good natural segue. <laughs> we don't need good segues. We just need to yeah. move on. Now, but, I don't uh, have we a name a... for this question, uh, the first one here, but it is a good question. But I was <clears> going <throat> to say, before you read it, Ben, um, yeah. this is just somebody who asked a question, messaged the question to us. Um, and you're welcome to ask any questions. I love them uh, because whatever you're feeling, there are like a thousand other moms who feel just yeah. the same. So do not think that your question is like odd, peculiar, or unique because they're really not. I talk to moms... <laughs> this weekend and it was and it was it's always i guess empowering and amazing uh and encouraging knowing that uh we're all feeling feeling the same things facing the same things so our first question ben yes says good morning i like to see your take on our situation maybe a podcast answer or whatever's best uh our family has six kids ages three through eleven we have always homeschooled. I started with curriculum in the beginning and then started pay, uh, piecing things together instead of setting or something set for me. Over the last six years, I've relaxed more and more and more. And now it's to the extent that I would Lucy call it unschooling. I disagree with the extreme unschooling parenting role of only being a coach. In practice, it is like unschooling of kids exploring their interests, but I still hold a finger over things I find important. I want them to know, like reading the Bible together, reading, math, writing. However, the latter three basics have taken on even looser form with each year just due to survival as a large family with little ones. We have uh, moved from a relaxed homeschooling to more unschooling in practice. I have been uh, seeing progress in all of our children in basic academics without needing to spend uh, copious amounts of time on them. And they are roughly where they need to be to my standards and roughly if they were to go by school age. The kids are always learning. Screen time is limited, but even when they do use screens, there's much educational things that they benefit when I do allow it. Our very active eight-year-old has taken to music recently and always has an instrument in his hand. Our oldest is always seeking out books, even the ones that uh, use, he used to hate reading, or I guess they used to re hate reading. Um, one of our oldest likes to draw, play games, little ones play together. Anyway, it's stuff they love and take to on their own without being pushed by every 15 minute, me every 15 minutes onto the next plan structured thing. My question is, to what extent is this healthy or not for their future? I feel like I've loosened up so much that out of survival and realized they've thrived anyway. Due to this lax, have they had time to seek or they have had time to seek so many interests and not be pressured to be done in a certain time. But the cost is that we don't get tons of academics uh, planned time. This morning, uh, the morning takes off just 
takes off just in large family craziness anyway, and they get busy in all their interests, and someday it's hard to gather them together to do something together. But I love their personal motivation that I don't want, and I don't want to shut that down. That all said, when I what I say ultimately goes, and they must come together for things I find important. It's just really hard to pick my battles and know what's actually important. We have time to discuss, th- discuss things spontaneously with whoever is curious, a time for love and relationship, room to have a couple kids at a time, help me with chore, or discipline as needed. This is all, I love all this and, a, and I feel it is a beautiful way, but that little nagging voice keeps making me think maybe I should press more because that's what homeschooling should look like. Uh, so what actually is important for now and down the road? Can this model of education keep them thriving the next several years, or are there things that we must press? Thanks for the encouragement and everything else. So there you go. It's a lot, a lot there. Um, obviously, uh, I think it's good to have the context, well, though, just because it gives you a picture into you know a normal right. mom's homeschooling day with a <laughs> bunch of kids. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I feel like, uh, this uh, mom should read her own read her own question because I feel like the the an- it answers its own question. I mean, they're talking about the kids are doing good. They feel like they're at the right level, and I'm thinking, then you're doing an amazing job. That's what homeschooling is. And then she said, um, but I have this little nagging feel- voice that says I should be doing, and she put should be in quotation marks, that I should be doing more, or it should look more schoolish. Um, You know, and I think that's the problem. You know, God has made us all smart enough to figure out what is right. I mean, if we didn't have any model to look at, anybody with a brain would say, wow, that sounds amazing. Your kids like doing what they're doing. It sounds like they're not just wasting their time watching television spongebob and you know playing video games that your kids are playing instruments they're doing the things they'd like to do they're doing they're reading they're learning those are all good signs that your kids are doing just fine and it sounds like mom you're doing a great job i would figure out a way to muzzle that voice um you know whether that's um, not looking at other people's things, you know, I was I was talking about uh, kind of uh, giving this illustration over the weekend about my dog Dasher. That uh, you know, uh, I was reading a, uh, a definition for the word envy, and the word for envy really uh, says it's this this thing that's inside us that is aroused when we compare, basically. So, and, and it reminded me of Dasher. Um, Dasher, uh, he would sit, he sits on the couch um, a lot of the chunk of the day. But as soon as someone touches that doorknob, he would go ballistic. Uh, in fact, it feels really weird to go upstairs and touch the doorknob and have him not go ballistic. Envy's kind of like that, or that small voice that you said. You know, everything is good. Everything's quiet until you compare. And then it's like jiggling the doorknob and the dog goes bonkers and envy or that that feeling of uh, doubt just goes bonkers. And now you're questioning things. I think we have to somehow figure out how to keep that at bay, keep the small voice, you know, on the couch 
and I think it, that begins by not comparing. Um, I would guess uh, uh, maybe you feel that way when you go to a homeschool co-op. Uh, you know, if you're part of a homeschool co-op, if it makes you feel that way, then go find another homeschool co-op or limit that. Or, you know, it, if you're not around people who homeschool the way you do, you're going to feel inadequate. Um, not saying you eliminate those friends, but if you're doing it like the way you're doing it and you go around some of your friends who are high academics, you're going to feel like you're not doing a good job. Uh, in fact, I don't think there's anything you can do about it. It's like jiggling the doorknob and the dog goes crazy. So I don't think you need to change anything. Is it sustainable? Is it a good thing down the road? Yes. It even becomes more important. I mean, all of our kids, Ben, Sam, they all did lots of their interests as they went on. Um, and yes, we did become more relaxed um, because we we found out that there's a better way to learn than opening up a textbook and discovering the parts of a plant, you know, pistol, statement, steeple, piece, pistol, whatever, all that petals um, that we can just let our kids read about cool plants that do amazing things and they learn things on their own or they watch some video and learn even more. So I don't know if you, did you have any words, Ben, <laughs> thoughts? Not too much of I mean, my first initial reaction was the same thing as, you know, uh, kind of she answers her own question. I think she does kind of know the truth. You know? But we were talking about this at work the other day is, you know, Dave Ramsey, it's kind of like that. It's, if you call Dave and ask him, do you think I should get a $5,000 car payment or a $6,000 car payment? You know his answer. He's going to say no, you know, to both. But a lot of times you just need that, like, validation or the someone else reinforcing your your what you already know. Um, my other thoughts were uh, – you know, your, your child, you said the oldest is 11. You know, you still have got time. You, that, you know, they're not in the end of high school yet. I would definitely not worry about it at this point. Um, and I don't think you should ever worry. But um, I think there's kind of that, there's kind of those two, th two trains of thought. You know, when you hear about keep your eye on the prize, like know your goal, work towards the goal. I think that is good sometimes. But I also think when you're looking at the, you know, decades of homeschooling, sometimes you just need to focus on the day to day and look at those, um, you know, and in parenting is the same thing as making the decisions in the day, gauging how are my kids, you know, right now and not worrying too much about, but in seven years when they maybe go to college, will they have this exact subject? Like if you're doing that constantly, you're going to be stressed out of your mind. And I don't think it will really change that. Much. I mean, other than stressing you out or maybe making your kids hate it, I don't think it is really need, needed or necessary. So I would say, um, you know, that's something that I appreciated growing up. It wasn't constantly worrying about the future of, what's you know where do you need to know right now um and just plug away and mm -hmm. do what you can because i think you're doing what you need to um and i think it will you'll bear fruit obviously i think also though as they get a little bit older there is more independent stuff they can do you know if, if you're like i just don't have time but they obviously need to keep doing math then you know teaching textbooks it's pretty independent or um you know especially really older you know like in the 17 16 17 18 at that point if there is anything they feel like they're needing to do they can learn it quickly 
they can, you know, be a little bit more structured if you need to, but, um, you're in an amazing spot right now with a lot of great ages and a fun time. So just try to enjoy it as much as you can and, and, uh, don't feel that too much. But yeah, I was thinking that your own, your, you are your own worst, uh, critique, you know, I mean, it's just, it's such a, I feel it all the time is, is you get that voice and it just starts making you doubt and it's, it's just such a bummer, but it just sucks joy. And I do think it can be your voice or Satan's voice attacking something that's good, you know? So, um, just be, uh, be wary of, you know, it needs to look a certain way. Um, because it's, you know, you do that and you'll, you'll be frustrated a lot probably. So, um, and that's in parenting as well, not just homeschooling, but as we always say, homeschooling and parenting right. are go hand in hand. Um, exactly. Boom. But all right, well, let's do a quick ad here and then we'll do our second question, which is another good one. Um, real quick, which we were just talking about teaching textbooks is an amazing math curriculum. It is very independent. So if you want it to be, your child can do it on their own. They can, it's interactive. They can't just zone out and not, you know, move through the whole thing. They have to interact with it. They have to answer questions while the, the, the video is going on. So it's just a really amazing, fun way to learn math. I really enjoyed it. And I was on version 1.0, which was nothing compared to what it is now. So, um, you should definitely go check out, check them out at teachingtextbooks.com and they have a free trial as well. Uh, but we really appreciate their support. Well, and we also want to thank, uh, the homeschooling today magazine, uh, I don't think it has the in front of it. Just homeschooling today magazine. Um, uh, again, I'm holding this their their latest edition, and I was just reading the the uh, I guess the editor the you know it's right in the front of the first page and it, and this is by Kay Chance who's been on the show and she says um, she begins by a comment that she says if you can't do your work here at home maybe you need to go to the public school she said. And then she, he, she said, his little eyes filled with tears, his face crumpled, and my heart dropped. Why had I used such careless words? Yes, my son was whining about schoolwork and dragging it out. It seemed the only thing he wanted to do was build Lego. Sitting him down to have a little talk, I let my frustration out in an empty threat, and I saw a little part of him close up. Did he need to school? Yes. But my words weren't motivating. They were threatening. And we should never threaten our children. I never want to do that to my precious son again. I mean, if you need some encouragement, this is the kind of articles that encourage you. I mean, there are great articles by Dorinda uh, Wilson. How do I manage my children's beautiful mess? Um, Steve Demi, uh, Mr. Math Guy, taking the sting out of math. And he asked the question, traumatized by math? Uh, the highfalutin homeschool mom, mistakes were made. Uh, raising lifelong learners, um, uh, uh, walking along our, walking alongside our children in their failures by Connie Albers, just great articles, a great magazine. Again, if you want encouragement, you know this is the kind of thing, especially in this format, you can get it free on dig digitally, but just to get a magazine like this to sit down in a quiet spot. And to be encouraged, I think is priceless. So check out Homeschooling Today magazine um, for their latest edition and sign up right away. All right. Now, so we have a second question from Jamie, or not a second question, but a second question from a different person named Jamie. She said, I love your latest podcast about best homeschooling advice, which was last week. Um, I was wondering if you have any wisdom on kids that hate homeschooling. This is our first year with my seven-year-old first grade. 
We did public K last year and she loved it, but we decided to homeschooling going forward. Uh, Whenever she is asked about school by other people, she states how much she hates it and wants to go back to normal school. When I've asked her why her reasoning is, it was fun and she didn't have to read as much and misses her two best friends. We have no lack of social time. Local homeschool play group on Mondays, library time on Wednesdays with the same group, church youth group Thursday nights, and Sunday school with softball starting in a few weeks. All of this and she still is asking to go back to school. I've decided to have a more adult conversation about some of the many reasons why we choose to homeschool going forward, such as we didn't like what the school was teaching and the education system in general to the recent school shootings. She is so young, and I know this probably goes right over her head. I feel a deep conviction to homeschool and sending her back just because she hates homeschooling and misses her friends and the fun times from kindergarten feels wrong. I acknowledge her feelings, and I know it can be hard to make new friends, and she probably feels left out and lonely. Any advice or encouragement would be appreciated. This is a really good question. Well, Jamie, again, I think I think this should be like a practice mom should do. You know, when you feel discouraged, you should just write out like you're writing a dear Todd letter. And then you don't even have to send it to me. You should just read it because it's like you do the pros and cons all right there. And when you reread it, it makes so much sense. You know, um, uh, you know, the truth is when you take a kid out of school, unless it was a terrible experience, which oftentimes it is, it is hard. It's hard to compete with free time, lots of kids playing all the time. You know, it's hard to compete with that. Um, But here's the deal. Uh, Jamie, your daughter, uh, I think you said daughter. Yeah, daughter Mm -hmm. is uh, seven years old. You know, she doesn't know what's good for her. Like you said, you tried to explain it in an adult conversation. You're right. It went over her head. She couldn't understand any of it. All she wants is, you know, her, her friends or her or her desk or her art box or her whatever. You know, she gets a cookie at a certain time. And, you know, I think the temptation sometimes is to feel like we have to fill up, we have to duplicate school and all the fun they're having at our home. Um, Yeah, you talk about, you're doing stuff on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and other things, you know, with softball starting up soon. You don't have to entertain her and fill up all that. You just do what you think is reasonable. I'm not saying, you know, your play group sounds like a good time, and so does your library time, and maybe that's enough. Um, But the truth is, you need to be the parent. And it sounds like you're being the parent. You're doing the right thing for your daughter. That's why our kids have parents. Because a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old does not know what's best for them. Um, And yes, they may love it. They may have loved it. But you know what? The the truth is she's going to love being at home maybe and besides you cannot you cannot let her words get to you because sometimes they use them you know um a child will say i hate you it doesn't mean she hates you they just use those words because they're they're an available so they use them you know or they'll say i hate pizza it it carries about as much weight because they love pizza the next time they want pizza or they hate they hate that movie. I mean, we'll you let know? Hudson do something 
first before Renly and she'll be like, this is the worst day of my entire life and you just love Hudson so much more than me, you know? And it's like, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you know, I can't respond to that like, oh, man, we are not loving her enough, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. You know, and I know maybe a mom's heart is different because a mom sometimes thinks, oh, that's how they feel. That's not how they feel. They're just saying it. So, Jamie, I'd keep doing what you're doing. Yes, I would. I wouldn't worry about the adult conversations. I would talk to him and say, you know, so why? And she might say, well, because my teacher gave us goldfish at every day at 10 o'clock. You know, well, maybe you could do goldfish or whatever, whatever those some of those are you're going to do some of those things, you know, you're going to you're going to say, maybe not say, but we're not going to have you around your friends all the time because it's not a good thing for you to do. You know, there was a mom who posted on Facebook today and said something about her daughter. Maybe I should even just run over there real quick and look, said, um, uh, you know, I needed to know that my kids are doing OK. She says, I have. I have uh, two moms that are constantly asking me when my high schooler is going to take actual classes at the public high school. You know, she has zero intention of stepping foot into that school for atheistic or for atheist classes. You know, so she's feeling the pressure of to do something else. It's not from the kids, but even then I wouldn't let my kid decide if they wanted to go to school. I wouldn't let them go to school if I didn't think that was best for them. So, Jamie, stick to your guns. You know, keep being a, a great mom to your seven-year-old because you are being a great seven-year-old, a great mom to a seven-year-old, whether she understands all the reasons for what you're doing or not because there's no way that your seven-year-old daughter can understand or think like you. Yeah. No, I think I was good. A couple of thoughts that I had is, um, you know, we've had multiple guests and people who have had kids in public school say they've often felt like they needed the equivalent amount of time to reacclimate, uh, you know, back to homeschooling. So, you know, if you've just been a few months, you know, six months, four months, whatever it may be, you know, it may take a couple years even if she for her to get used to it. But that's, I think, OK. Time's on your side. And she's uh, again, she's only seven. I mean, that's that's fine. And then I also thought um, I thought it was interesting where she said she had to read more. I have no idea how you're homeschooling. Obviously, you put almost nothing. But if you are doing a lot and trying to do a ton to match you know, what you think schooling is, maybe taking a step back and just enjoying like time together, just you and her doing things, you know, whatever it may be, um, making it so it doesn't feel like a burden or a ton more work, you know, cause I definitely had friends and relatives who, where it was more work than any po person in any school ever had to go through. And I, uh, I don't think that is necessary or, um, you know, especially if they're comparing could make them not love that. Um, and I do, yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I like that you also mentioned that you explain it to her. I mean, she's is seven, so she may not get it. But I think it is. I really appreciated knowing why my parents homeschooled other than just because we do. You know, I mean, I, I'm glad that I grew up with hearing the reasoning behind it. Uh, and, you know, that's partially my personality, but it didn't feel ever. I didn't resent them because I was just like, 
because we don't want you to, you know, like it, it didn't, or we don't want you to go to school. Like I knew why, and I couldn't disagree with it. And I really, uh, I really appreciated that. And then the other thing I thought was you mentioned, uh, you know, you have a deep conviction and you know, I would say, I believe that's from God and you probably do too in this situation. So if that's the case, trust him. If this is something that he, you know, has for you, then trust that he'll, um, you know, he'll, he'll change your daughter's heart or, uh, support, you know, he's, he's in this. So just rely on him and trust him. Even if you feel kind of nervous and like, maybe she's going to hate you for it, but she won't. Like dad said, I have no doubt that she will come around eventually, but I wouldn't worry about it at this point in terms of, uh, too much. So, but what do you think dad, if you had a older kid maybe, and you felt like there was like serious relationship issues because of this, you know, um, do you think you still stick to your guns no matter what, or do you think there's a, a time and place where you may have to make some kind of compromise? Actually, are you there? All right. Well, we'll just call it there. So yeah, I think great questions. Thank you for writing in again. If you ever have a question, uh, or a comment, uh, you're welcome to send it over. Uh, <laughs> sorry for the weird video. Uh, but, uh, we, we really appreciate, uh, everyone joining us tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week. I think dad should be back in, in, uh, in the area. I think uh, he'll be back before from Kansas, as he said, hopefully you can see him at one of the conventions. If you haven't already, uh, definitely come up and say hi. Um, but have a great week. Enjoy the time with your kids. This is an amazing thing and you will never regret the time you're getting to spend with them on a daily basis. Um, and I, we think that will help you smile. We just want to thank Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. We couldn't do this without them, and we'd encourage you to go support them and let them know that we sent you. Have a great week, and as always, don't forget to smile.